0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast. Today is a solo episode, a Q&A episode, uh, but before I dive into that, I just want to go over a few ways you can support the podcast first. If you could, leave a rating and review. That will help get this podcast in other people's networks so they are aware of it and yeah, if you find this podcast useful, that would just be super helpful to, to help grow the podcast. Uh next, you can follow me on Instagram, Jeff H91 underscore. That's where I'm most active. Post all my content there on that. So give me a follow there. And then lastly, I have my one-on-one coaching service. And with that, I help you build muscle and lose body fat with my strategic dieting and training method to help you look great in your swimsuit. And so if you have more questions on that, you can reach out on Instagram or Send me an email. Uh, the link to that is in the show notes if you're interested. And again, you're not obligated to anything there with that. Just set up the conversation to see if it would be something that would be good uh, a good fit for you and if it would even be something that you would be interested in. So with that out of the way, let's dive into the question. So uh first question I have today. So again, these are if you follow me on Instagram, I two to three times a week I'll do you know questions and if you ask me them, I'll pick the, I I pick the top three out of the week to, to go over on here, just to answer in a little bit more detail uh, than what I do on Instagram, just because it's like, I love those questions on Instagram, but sometimes it's just tough to really get out everything that I need to in a, in a, just a story like that. So um, if you want yours potentially answered on here, then just ask me on, on Instagram. So first question is bulking and weight spiked in the beginning, almost 10 pounds in two months, and now it's stalled thoughts. So this is probably in the beginning, if this is you, if this happens, it's probably going to be, not probably, it's going to be mostly water weight, uh, fluctuations in the beginning. You know, how much is, Going to be dependent on the person and what the transition looked like going into the surplus. So, like if you're coming like out of a, you've been in a deficit for a while, you've been under eating, maybe you've been low carb, and then you just all of a sudden like go into a surplus and it's like higher carb and whatnot. You're going to see a pretty large water weight fluctuation there. Um, and again, that's just you have more food in this in your system. Again, you're retaining some water weight just because probably you're eating more sodium, so your body's just holding on to more water. Um, glycogen stores are are topped off. Um, so those are kind of the main things that we'll see there. Uh. So that's usually what happens in like the first week or two, right? So a lot of that, like if somebody does gain, you know, 10 pounds in two months, a lot of it, especially in the initial part is going to be water weight. So you can't really, and this goes the same, this is the same if you're cutting, like either way, it's a good sign, like for both ways, if you're trying to cut weight and you see your weight go down really quick, again, that's water weight. It's not necessarily tissue that we're losing, but it's a good sign that you're, cutting back on your overall calorie intake. And it's a good sign things are headed in the right direction. Now on the other end, when you're building or massing, bulking, whatever you want to call it, when you do that, you're going to see things happen the opposite because you're adding in more food. So again, it's a good sign that you're headed in the right direction, but uh, you're not gaining a bunch of body fat in that period of time. And you're not, uh, or you're not gaining a bunch of muscle in that period of time either. Right. I always say this, you know, any, any short-term fluctuation in your, in your weight is just going to be water weight Um, fluctuation. It's not going to actually be tissue, right. Tissue gain loss, whether that be fat mass or muscle mass just happens on a longer time scale. Uh, But again, it, 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 can tell you that you're headed in the, in the right direction there. Now, what that looks like is going to be dependent on the person. Some people retain a lot more water weight than others. Some people lose a lot more water weight than others. So it's really dependent and you just can't make any rash decisions uh, based on that, like kind of two week, two to three week period of, of time there. Um, so, yeah, but in this situation, so that's the first thing there. So 10 pounds in two months now stalled, you know, from there, things do slow down. So if you see this, you know, maybe this person had like five pounds of water weight fluctuation, and then from there in that two months, you know, they gain about two and a half pounds per month. Uh totally, totally possible there. Uh that's definitely something that could happen. Um, but like I said, things do slow down. What I will say on this too, you know, if you are like in this situation, I think a lot of times people think that it's slowing down, but When it comes to building, we don't want it to go too quickly because, you know, for most people gaining an average of five pounds per month is quicker than what I'd recommend month over month in a building phase. If you do that, you're probably adding way more fat mass than you would want. So that's kind of the thing there is you'll see that water weight fluctuation. And then this happens again, both ways where things slow down and then people think they're like plateaued or whatnot. You're not really plateauing um, at this, at this period of time. You just, again, have to kind of take you have to zoom out a little bit more and look at like longer time scales and what and where your body weight is, is trending. But as you push weight higher, your body may start to fight this a bit more. Um, so it's basically metabolic adaptation, but the opposite way. So again, when you are losing weight, as you continue to lose more weight, your body will adapt to that and it will start to downregulate energy. Uh, but in some situations when on the other way, going up your are your metabolism will start to kind of jumpstart a little bit and it, it it will increase how many calories it's burning, right? It just kind of starts to become a little bit more wasteful with its energy. Uh, and so this happens, especially in people who have a really hard time, like gaining weight. Um, but this could also happen, maybe not initially, but then as you like start to push your weight higher and higher, you'll start to see that happen where things are going to slow down. Your body's going to be like, okay, this is, we're adding too much weight here. Because again, having too much weight is not great for like survival. Um, and, and this again goes back thousands of years ago, L- losing a bunch of weight was not great for survival, but again, not um, because then you're at a risk of starvation. But then as you start to gain more body fat and, and get heavier and heavier, you do become uh, at a higher risk of people killing you, right? Um, you know, you becoming food for somebody else because you aren't as mobile and, and whatnot. So our body does fight against that, but it's obviously not as great fighting weight gain as it is against fighting weight loss but in some people it the body is very wasteful with its energy and it is very tough for people to gain weight they really have to push it but what I'll say here on this is you know look at look at adherence too and if if you want weight to keep going up um what I see happen a lot of times here is are you having days where you hit your goal then days where you go under uh a lot of times you know uh, quote-unquote hard gainers a common thing I see with them is they have like two to three days where they eat a lot of food, but then they just have this hunger response where they're like, they get super full and they don't want to, it's just very hard for them to eat the the amount of calories that they need to. So they subconsciously don't eat as much as they think. This again is the opposite of somebody that's like having trouble losing weight. They get that hunger response of their body's like, hey, we're starving, we need energy. uh, And then they subconsciously eat more than they think. So they're actually closer to their maintenance. Uh, And same thing happens here too with this uh, a lot of times. But I think the big thing is, With building and massing phases, like you don't necessarily, it's not as like it shouldn't be as straightforward as like seeing that scale weight go up day to day and week to week. There's going to be a little bit more like kind of ways where, but again, over time you want it trending up. But it's not in most cases; it's not just going to go straight up the entire time. There's going to be some some downturns. Your weight's going to kind of fluctuate a little bit more because I think, and and so that kind of gives you the sense of like, oh hey, I'm I'm at maintenance or things are plateaued, but really it is still trending up. Because if, like I said, if you were trying to gain five pounds month over month, you would gain more body fat than you would want. Um, So check that out. You probably aren't actually at a plateau, which is a little bit slower. And that's not necessarily a, a bad thing. I always tell clients that are in building phases, the big thing is like, okay, we just if we don't ever see your weight like trend up, like if it's been like two or three months and it hasn't moved at all, it's like, okay, you're at maintenance. We need to bump it up a little bit. N- not necessarily the worst thing in the world for building muscle, especially for people that aren't super advanced and have a ton of muscle mass. Because again, we're still working on things like sleep, stress, getting them on a better training program. So they can be, don't necessarily have to be at a surplus. Um, and, and one that, again, one that's like super noticeable. But I always tell them the big things we just don't want to see that weight trending down. Um if you're if you aren't doing that, you're you're gonna be in a in a good spot there uh for building muscle. So hopefully that was helpful. Um so that's the first question. Next question was are leg presses and hack squats too similar of movement pattern to do in one workout? So my first thing on this is it just really depends on how you do your leg press and hack squats. Uh, but so, like for example. With either of them, you know, you can make them more glute bias, you can make them more quad bias. So I think that's the first thing. How are you actually executing them? That That's going to be your determining factor there. I think a lot of times people think that like they do an exercise and it's going to be the same for everybody and it's going to hit the same. And in most cases, it's going to hit relatively the same muscle groups, but just slight kind of variations in them could alter where exactly you're like, what muscle group you're hitting. And that could kind of alter, okay, if this is a redundant exercise or not. And so it might be a bit redundant, but if you need to get in the volume doing two movements that are similar, it's fine. You know, and and I say this because doing more than like four to six sets of one exercise in a workout is probably going to have diminishing returns after that. You know, I mean, just think about it. You've been, I'm sure you've been there before. I mean, who wants to do four to six sets of the, of the same movement, not four to six plus sets of of the same movement, right? It's just, like, once you get to that seventh set, you know, even, even after like four sets, it's like, you're on your fifth, sixth sets. Like, okay, this what's next. You know, I'm, I'm all for keeping things the same and whatnot, but at some point there is that again, diminishing return of like, okay, if you, you do have to vary things up a little bit, you can't do the same thing all the time. So I would, I would say again, if you have like, if you, if you need to get in a certain amount of volume and it's more than four to six sets, I would say that's then that's a good, that's fine that you have to like split it up between two different exercises um, at that point. Um, But now if, if you're just like doing, if you just have like four sets of quad work for the day and at that point, I wouldn't necessarily split it into half. Then I feel like you're starting to cross that line of now. Okay. So, you know, there's kind of two, two sides here. You have the one side of the pendulum where it's like, you're doing, you're doing too much variety. And then you have the other side of the pendulum where you're not doing any variety. And you know, if it's four, if it's six plus sets of one exercise, it's like, okay, you're probably, you you need to split it up. And then you have the other side where it's like, you only need four sets for your quads. Like you don't need to split that up between two exercises. You're probably better off just doing a leg press and just saving. It's more so just like, it's not that that's necessarily the worst thing in the world. It's just, you're just saving that exercise, um, either for another day where you can be more fresh and, or you're just saving it for later for variety. Uh, again, cause you're probably going to have, you know, a rotation of like say five to six exercises of like a quad exercise. And it's, if you're using all six of them it's like well you just have too much variety and you never get to change it up because you're always doing them whereas like if you have like two to three you can always kind of rotate things in and out and like they always stay fresh because you're not always doing them rotating them out so uh, just sum it up it really just depends on how you're doing it but just think of it this way if you only if you don't have a lot of sets of one particular uh muscle group probably want to caution on doing less uh exercise variety the more sets you have for your for a certain uh, muscle group, you could probably start to do you know, two to three exercises um for that uh, muscle group. So hopefully that was helpful. Next, do you think higher reps have their place in building muscle? And I do for sure, but I also think it depends on what is your definition of higher reps because I think a lot of this stuff ends up being like, I had this conversation with Brandon and Jeremiah on our last coach's roundtable you know, we put a lot of words to like, for example, reverse dieting, many cuts, stuff like like that, massing, building. And it's just a, it's just a way to, you know, to to classify what it is. Um, and I think that too, too many times there's confusion as to what it actually is. And, uh, uh, and so same thing here with this, it's like, okay, what exactly is higher, higher reps? So really what I said here in this question, uh, is, or in this answer is, you know, with clients, we spend most of our muscle building training in the, in the six, six to 15 rep range. So again, all my clients that I work with, you know, we're going to, we're just trying to improve your look. Again, I'm trying to get you to look good in a swimsuit at the end of the day, look good naked, whatever, whatever you want to say there with it. And, you know, obviously that's going to be building muscle. Uh, and so, you know, that's where we spend most of our, our time is in that six to 15 rep range, but, you know, some clients do like and do better going up like towards 20 reps on you know certain muscle groups, certain exercises, whatever it may be. And you know, I think there are also certain situations where going higher reps could could help, uh, could be helpful, like an injury. If you're somebody that can't use high loads uh because of an injury or joint, joint, you know, as you get older, you you don't want to load the joints as like as much. Um, uh, again, due to an injury or whatever it may be, maybe your body just doesn't respond well to higher loads just because it does beat up your joints. You know, you probably for you doing higher reps is gonna be. Um, very helpful for you, but I think anything more than like 20 reps is probably a bit too much. Uh, in the research, uh, you know, they show that like the kind of the number that's thrown out, in like the evidence-based community is like five to 30 reps can can build muscle. And I think once you go over 20, it's just like, what's that quality of that set look like? Probably not very good. And I think you're probably just using too light of loads at that point. Because the trick here is once you kind of get north of 15 reps. For one, it's fatiguing because it's just more training volume that you're doing for one, which a lot of people think like, oh, it's lighter weight. It's not as fatiguing, but because you're doing more like training volume, you're doing more reps, it it can be more fatiguing. So there's that. But then also with this type of training, you have to get close to failure when you do higher reps. And that becomes a challenge in and of itself because it's like, if you've ever done that, like training 15 plus reps and actually going close to failure just freaking sucks. For one, you're doing it for like 45 seconds, which sucks. You're just like, is this set ever going to end? But then just going that high rep, just, it's just very challenging um, to, to get close to failure. It's very uncomfortable. So a lot of people don't like to do it. So what you see a lot of times with these higher rep programs is people are just very like, they think they're close to failure, but they're very far away and and either and or they're like cardiovascular system ends up kind of being the limiting factor, not, not the muscle uh, itself. Right. That's, that's what happens a lot of times is times in that situation too, is like people just get systemically, like they just get systemically tired from that set. And again, it's not necessarily the muscle that that gets close to failure. Like we need it. So it's like you end up kind of doing junk volume in a way, because you're doing all this training volume and, and not, and it's not going to be as effective for building muscle. So I do think higher reps have their place in building muscle, but you, uh, but you just need to, uh, you know, use it wisely and make sure you know you're going close to failure. And probably don't want to do it on, on a lot of different things. And also uh, one last thing here: not every exercise I think is conducive to these higher rep ranges, right? If you're doing more like barbell type work, I think it's going to be very challenging to do higher higher rep training with that. So this is going to be utilized more for like machines and um, cables and and stuff like that. So and then I had and so that's that answer. Uh, so I had one kind of. You know, uh, personal question. So it was, what is your Indian takeaway order? What's your Chinese takeaway order? So, f- so for one, I've actually never had Indian food. I need to get some. I heard it's great, Um, so I want to do that. I got some great recommendations. um, But Chinese, like a hot braised chicken, just because I like spicy food. um, Beef and broccoli is always solid, and just plain old fried rice. I think you can't beat any of those. Obviously, crab rangoon solid too. I didn't mention that, but I will say I am a big sushi takeaway guy though. But after t- talking to middle Henselmans. I'm probably more on the like fusion sushi roll kick where it's like, you know, this kind of like, it's just tasty sushi. It's not just salmon and, uh, rice. Now I do get that regularly. I don't really know what they call that, but like where you just get the, you know, the, the sushi, the like salmon piece over the rice, like that is tasty. I do like that too. Um, but I definitely like, you know, the more like fusion style, uh, sushi for sure. So, um, yeah, That's it for this episode, guys. Uh, if you Hopefully you enjoyed this. Uh, if you could, again, leave a rating and review. And if you want any of your questions answered, please uh, go to my Instagram account on Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, and I will have the question box open for anybody. So that's it for this episode. And I will talk to you guys next week.